Hello, and welcome back to Epiloggers, a book club for fantasy fiction and nerd-like reading where we crack open a beer as we crack open our books. Shay, my co-host, and I try out a new book every month in a two-part series so that you can experience the books right along with us. In this prologue episode, we explore the first 10 chapters of The Mortal Engines by Philip Reeve. So here is your spoiler warning. We will be discussing the beginning of the plot as well as characters and world building. So if you need to read the book before listening, you should do so now. Catch up and join us when we finish the book in two weeks time. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at epiloggerspod to join the discussion and let us know what you thought of the book. As always, thank you for listening. And if you could give us a rating and review in your podcasting app, that helps us grow and build an amazing audience to share our love for fantasy with. Well, get out your beers. Let's get on with the episode. So tonight I'm drinking Modern Times. I don't even know where I picked this one up. I feel like I was up in New York, maybe. Um, it's a sour, uh, as usual, <laughs> and it's just, there's no specifics. It's just tropical fruit. Oh, so like so there's pineapple, coconut, mango? Passion fruit, guava. Fruitlands is tart, fruity, frighteningly delicious. <laughs> sour and salty base beer lays down a funky refreshment while a heavy dose of passion fruit and guava turns the whole thing into a waterfall tropical fruit fiesta. Ooh. Man, beers get so fucking weird. I know we talked about this we before, did. but like the description. Mm-hmm. It's just like so fucking over the top. It really is. <laughs> but it is really good. I'm getting a lot of guava, which is fine. I would have preferred more passion fruit, but it's good. I can't say that I know the flavor of guava like off the top of my head. I don't know if I've ever had uh, anything guava flavored or guava. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have either, but I'm, I kind of equate guava to um, grapefruit in the sense oh. that it's more not like grapefruit's more like orangey. Mm-hmm. I don't know what orangey yeah. is, um, whereas guava is more like, man, this is tough. I don't, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. If, I think I've only ever had artificial guava flavor. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye out at the grocery store. There's a lot of weird, I shouldn't say weird. There's a lot of foreign fruits in the grocery store around here because diverse town. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. If I see one, um, I'll buy it and I'll, I'll try some because now i'm very curious yeah they look like a pear oh what i just googled it it looks really weird it looks like a pear kind of on the outside but then it's like watermelon pink on the inside okay dude this is fucking crazy that was like (laughs) in my head i assumed or maybe i knew that it was green on the outside and pink on the inside Pear and strawberry. Guava fruit is a strong flavor, but a mild taste. The fruit's taste is said to be a combination of pear and strawberry. Interesting. Oh, but but sweet varieties taste like a combination of grapefruit pear. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Good call. What a sophisticated palate. Oh, there are YouTube videos on how to pick a correct guava or a right guava. What is the texture of a guava like? I wonder. I don't. I have no idea. It looks kind of like um, a cucumber outside. Like it's like what? fleshy, but then has seed. I was thinking are like I am yeah, looking at one right now. I mean, it does look very watermelon-like inside, but I have a feeling the texture is very soft. Mm. Like Not like biting into an apple. Mm -mm. More fleshy like kiwi. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that was a five-minute segue about guava. Yeah. Well, are you drinking to any particular in this week? Um, I'm not drinking to anything in particular. I think I'm just surviving my week and that's good and bad. So right <laughs> right in the middle of the road. I'm drinking something unusual because I cracked some open for dinner last night and then decided I would keep drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking wine tonight. Ooh, wow. 
Yeah. I know. Well, kind of. It's even dark. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's a sweet red, a very sweet red. Mm -hmm. So it's grape juice. Um, It's a Roscato. Roscato. Oh, okay. I swear. So the first time I had it was at Olive Garden because, you know, I'm a classy ass bitch. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was really good. So I have no idea who makes this wine because the bottle is black and it just says Roscato. Oh, oh my God. Really? There's There's no description. It says sweet red, enjoy chilled. And that's it. That's it. I uh, I drank it at room temperature last night and it was fine, but tonight it's chilled, so... Ooh, extra fancy. Honestly, it's good both ways, but I prefer things that are cold to drink. Yeah, I chill red and white wine. (sighs) You are not supposed to chill red wine, you heathen. I know, but... Everything's better cold. Yeah, I who who cares? Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> At me. Oh shit. Uh, every time I drink wine and think about how far from a sommelier I am, I think about that scene in Parks and Rec where they have the <laughs> wine tasting. <laughs> And they're messing with, what's his name, Greg? Craig. They're messing with Craig. He's the one that like gets violently angry and just screams. And they order ridiculous things with their wine. Like Donna orders a red wine with ice cubes. And yeah, that scene. I think of that like every time. (laughs) What blasphemy, red wine with ice cubes. Yeah. All right. Oh, I also want to mention that I'm eating snacks because yeah, I again <laughs> it worked really well last time and I don't know I just want some snacks tonight so I feel you I have a bag of ruffles all dressed and I feel like mm-hmm. this is not a very popular flavor of chip but it's the best flavor of chip yeah if you don't know what it is I think it's red wine vinegar barbecue and something else well the vinegar looks very white on the bag <laughs> Oh, JK, JK. Um, it's a Canadian-inspired flavor. I'm looking. It doesn't even really say. It just says it's salty, savory, and sweet. So on the <laughs> front is a picture of vinegar, a picture of barbecue sauce, and then like a jar of spices that are very dark reds, like maybe some paprika or something. Yeah. I don't know. Trust me. If you actually listen to this podcast, just go buy a bag of Ruffles All Dressed and you're welcome. Give them a shot. Give them a shot. Holy shit. I can eat an entire bag in one sitting. They are more addictive than sugar. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my God. I can just, uh, I can taste it. I'm watching you eat it and I'm struggling. I'm sorry. Once I finish (laughs) off this bag, (laughs) I'm going to switch to Takis. Because sometimes I like to liquefy my insides. <laughs> I like to have an easy day in the bathroom the next day. <laughs> I wouldn't say easy. <laughs> uh, easy is one way to yeah, put it. Yeah, one, it's one way to put it. Uh, Takis are great too, though. And sometimes I just need a little pain with my chips, I guess. Yeah. And the lime flavor is just so good. <laughs> I don't know like who makes Takis or where they come from, mm-hmm. but I feel like they may have just arrived in the States or at least in states that I've lived in because I had never seen them before. And I went to a concert with my brother, his girlfriend, and my significant other, and someone was just passing them out. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like in snack bags there was a rep like walking around mm-hmm. and passing out Takis and mind you this is like not the concert that you would expect this it was a Lindsay Sterling concert right which is a violinist <laughs> 
Show me the bag because I don't even think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I'll take one out and I'll eat it for you. (laughs) So they're like a, well, I think Fuego is the flavor. (laughs) They're a rolled tortilla chip and they're spicy. So this is like the base level of spice and there's like two above this and this is like my several in times eating takis and the first time i ate them i couldn't i couldn't eat more than one or two without taking a break they were so fucking hot you'll know you'll know why in a second um so the flavor is hot chili pepper and lime and the lime flavor is really good and the chili pepper is really good but they are like unnaturally hot because they are unnaturally this color wow that is like fire truck red yeah plus candy apple like there's that's a yeah that's intense that's (laughs) they're not kidding with chili they're not joking around (laughs) um they're like what are the really really hot cheetos that are really good Flamin yeah, flame. they're like flaming Hot Cheetos on steroids. If you like flaming yeah. Hot Cheetos, I dare you to eat a Takis. <laughs> <laughs> Go find them. Probably at Whole Foods or Martin's. Mm. Or, you know, Giant Eagle Market District would probably have them too. I got mine at Kroger. Mmm, Kroger. Oh, shit, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Takis and wine kind of night. That, that was best face that you made with two you just like eyes rolled back orgasmic, <laughs> like oh jesus christ <laughs> hurt me chips <laughs> pardon me for a second <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, so. should we actually talk about this book now? <laughs> yeah, this book. Let's go. What do you think it's so far? I really like it. Um, I have some points, like not necessarily bad things, but I have some notes of interest. But so far, I really like it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, me too. I like the concept. I think it's very different from anything that we've tried thus far mm-hmm. and anything I've personally read for. Same. Um, I i don't think we got answers to how the city consumes the other city. Exactly. But I think we got enough to try to definitely figure out what's the gist of the of the concept of one city eating another. Yeah. Did we figure out what ended up happening to the people of that small city? Uh, yes. So they do become like uh, citizens. Eh, yeah. So they give them jobs. I'm thinking that nobody else wants. And then because of what happens later in the book to Tom and Hester, I'm assuming oh, that yeah. some of them are enslaved. So probably yeah. depends on how useful you are. Yeah. How able bodied Mm-hmm. As a slave, you probably yeah. Are. The one thing I don't quite think I understand about the concept of is there's only so this would only go on for so long. You know yeah, what I, mean? I, like, I wrote the same thing. I was like, if you hunt all the cities, won't there not be any more? Right, then what? <laughs> I mean, and that might kind of be the point that we're getting to in this book. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's the whole point of like that they're making London crossing the land bridge quote unquote I think um making it a big deal mm-hmm. because it's going from its safe haven because it's completely run out of resources mm-hmm. and they need to come back over to what's considered the hunting ground mm-hmm. which is like the larger continent of Europe is what I'm assuming yeah the, I I'm not sure in what direction it is but that sounds right yeah um but yeah I mean that's like the really I guess that's the only really thing I don't understand and how this all came to be and like where people thought they were going to end up when creating these track cities like where did they think it was going to go i don't know where was it was it supposed to be temporary because to me that makes sense but then for some reason the anti-traction league which is like
about the resistance, mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. call it that, is so frowned upon. So I guess people have lost sight of that it was supposed to be temporary. Yeah. Question. Or maybe when it started out, it was so successful that they just didn't worry about it at the time. And oh, yeah. it sounds like there isn't really any overarching government. So each city is pretty, each city, town, dwelling, whatever is on its own. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like maybe it started out as like a form of warfare and then became a form of life. And because no one's really talking, you know, like if all these cities do is eat each other, how do you get close enough to a city around your size to be like, yo, this might not be the most sustainable plan anymore? Oh, right. Yeah. Like the UN. Like there's no communication between cities Mm -mm. because they're not really governments. They're just cities. And I think that is going to play a larger role in the ending and like ultimate plot of this book and that there something is probably going to happen that would have been fine if the cities talked to one another. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I what else can we really hit on the writing style so far? Yeah, so I, I have a large note on the writing style because I just kind of noticed an interesting style per se. So mm-hmm. it kind of builds off of one of my early character development questions. So um, I wrote that the book reads a little bit young at times. Yeah. Um, however, I think it could be done intentionally to reflect the naiveness of the characters that are being written about from that that from their point of view so like for example um when the book is written from Catherine's point of view and she goes to see the lord mayor and he (laughs) treats her like a child um Mm -hmm. i don't know how old she is so i don't know how accurate (laughs) that portrayal was but um she just has a line at the end of the sentence like she'll show him and i was like that reads really young and i was like yeah but she's also pretty dumb for doing this like what did she expect was going to happen you know she like really came across as a spoiled young girl who's used to being treated like an adult by her father but who obviously doesn't realize that she will not be treated like an adult by other adults well right and the aristocracy or aristocrat like aristocracy thank you You knew exactly what I wanted to mm-hmm. say. Uh, of the upper level guildsmen mm-hmm. or the top uh, first, what are they called again? Because he's a third tier. Nat, our main character, is a third, third tier. tier. There's like the so. guildsmen, so just in general, like the guild, and then there's head head of the guild, which I think. Oh uh, yeah, the head. Valentine is the head of the historians' guild. Historian. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So yeah, so there seems to be like the egotistical level, the white male privilege, <laughs> <laughs> um, up there. So obviously they're going to treat you know a teenager with such like um, you know poor. I don't know. I don't, I don't even really know what I want to say, but like, mm-hmm. dumb it down. For yeah. How do you imagine their rubber suits? I have no idea. I don't either. Like uh, Chernobyl's like um, uh, suits. Did you watch Chernobyl on HBO? Uh, no, but I really wanted to. Yeah, you should because the, the suits that they suit these guys up into to clear away debris and stuff is pre- pretty much what I, I visualize. So like <laughs> mad scientist white coat, but it's rubber? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, <laughs> I fluctuated between 
thinking of it as a mad scientist and then at one point entertained myself by thinking that they were just like normal suits <laughs> or even just like um quarantine suits yeah where it's like on like an et when they're wearing like these big white yeah, yeah hazmat just, suits like, clear screen yeah yeah thank you <laughs> man i can't think of words tonight. <laughs> <laughs> did you start before me Mm-mm-mm. just my typical behavior <laughs> Typical state of mind. Yeah. No, I can agree with that that point on the writing style. And I just, some things that I really find hilarious are the old tech references. Yes. Such as the S-E-E-D-Y. The CD. <gasps> oh my God. I didn't yes. even see that. Oh uh, my God. It's a CD and they have started saying CD. Yeah. <gasps> they just put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god were there any more that i missed i don't think so okay that's the main one that I that's a good on. one do you know what the bugs are is that a car uh yeah i think so okay. i think it's like a volkswagen bug is what i was thinking. oh okay so like are those the only cars that survived maybe yeah <laughs> um, they're like cockroaches yeah vehicles <laughs> oh that makes about that makes the most sense i would say Otherwise, I would imagine like a smart car looking kind of car. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're because, old. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, maybe not. I take that back. I have no idea. Well, the, it could just be like a car of the future in the time that this book was written. True. Which is like you know thousands I mean? of years after this last, the 60 minute war. Right. Yeah. That sounds really intense. It makes me feel like it was just nuclear destruction. Warfare. Yeah. Well, and, and that makes sense of why they need to create traction cities mm-hmm. to find new places to live. Right. Because everywhere that they were was inhabitable. Right. So I I get it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I get it too. I really like Air Haven, the like one city that decided it would be cool to go for the sky instead of traction, which is just so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, definitely. I agree. That'd be, that'd probably be my choice. Yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, speaking of the different like vehicles and technology and stuff, um, the airships that people fly on, what do you think those are? Uh, I just kind of picture helicopters with like pirate sails i don't know it's hard to explain that sounds really cool uh because whenever they're like um are they they're not quite on that woman's ship until man i can't i fell asleep last night during reading my chapter so (laughs) exactly where i left off but i'm pretty sure they've like the woman has taken them on free of charge Mm -hmm. and they're flying away Mm -hmm. but did they get hit did you read that chapter um are they taking on are they they're um, not taking any damage she so they landed and got attacked mm-hmm. on Airhaven and they took a different airship because her ship had been slashed. Okay, I don't think I quite got there yet. Whoops. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> and it, it's actually like in that part, it was the way they described the damage to the ship mm-hmm. that made me question because initially I thought of them like blimps and then they oh. seemed more open air than that. So I was like, are they just balloons? Are they hot air balloons? Oh, oh my God. I didn't really picture it like that. Well, I don't I know really, yeah. because she... I, you'll see when the ship takes damage it's the way it was described that i was like oh are these just balloons oh oh my god they're more like limbs so i just googled mortal engine airships oh okay and you're right they're like the limb like oh wow air haven's really cool oh i want to look it up too is this from the movie some of it's from the movie but a lot of it's just fan art <gasps> oh here's one okay this is exactly what i was picturing huh. so if you type in mortal engine airships uh-huh. the very first line has like a blimp with a pirate ship beneath it oh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was Okay, thinking. yeah, that's tight. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Yeah. Um, 
looks very Warcraft to me. Wow, I really like this red one. Looks like it's from a movie. It looks like it's like kind of two airplane wings that are just fabric and they fill with air and mm-hmm. just like hot air blow them. So it's like two hot air. Okay. With like the, the pod in the center. Oh, okay. Man, that looks really cool. Well, you know, it's probably depending on who made it and where it is and everything. I'm sure they're made out of different things. You know, like it sounds oh, like Anna's yeah, ship all... is kind of put together. Right. It should be a hodgepodge. Yeah. You're right. Very, very steampunk. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love it. Yeah. No, I really like it. I'm trying to look at um, some of the old books. So like for the, the quartet. Um, mm. there's, it looks like a picture of an airship on one of the other ones. So I'm trying to like peek in there and see. Be careful. We've already found one spoiler. Oh, I got a horrible <laughs> spoiler. I think you got a different one. I did too. I got a different one than I you did because I, mine was about Mr. Valentine. Mine was about like so far in the future. Oh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> maybe I'll tell you later, but it was, oh my God, it was so much. Okay. So even across the four books, these look like mm-hmm. pretty original, oh, original cover designs. Um, there's a bunch of different airship designs. So the first one is a hot air balloon. The second one is- With like a belt. Yeah. It looks like a belt. Two airplanes like strapped together. The other one looks like a submarine that's flying and then like an actual uh airplane yeah uh, that last one the darkling plane the darkling plane a darkling plane that's really hard to say <laughs> but i really like that yeah <laughs> well i think anyway uh yeah i was gonna i was gonna transition but i decided uh not yet so <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that we're both very pleased with the world building. Oh, yeah. It's really I mean, good. It's it's descriptive enough that you're you're left wondering just a little bit. Yeah. And you can tell just based on our ability to describe the airships. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's open-ended enough to let your imagination go with it, but still, still carrying you along on the ride, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sometimes these books can be a little bit hard to read if you don't have a very good imagination. But, but if you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Live somewhere. I'm not finding myself skipping over anything, Mm-mm. but the dialogue and like the descriptives are evenly spaced enough that you yeah. are still like intrigued. I yeah. think it, overall it's very well written. Yeah. And this is written by a dude. LOL, what do you mean? <laughs> Philip Reed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I mean, <laughs> actually, maybe we shouldn't thank him until the book ends. What if it ends horribly and we're really pissed off? Oh, God. What if it has like an allegiant ending and I'm just so fucking pissed about it? <laughs> I hope not. I'll be really disappointed <laughs> if this doesn't end well. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, I, It seems like there's going to be a twist based on the spoiler that I read. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Uh. <laughs> Uh, last world building point that I have is that the aviators are like the best. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cool. I love their like band of misfit style and mm-hmm. like the weird food that they were eating and how they're all from different cultures. It was super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was good. Inclusion part makes it depth. Gives yeah, it depth. gives a lot of depth. Anna Fang is one of my new heroes. Yeah, she's probably super sexy. Oh, my God. I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to be on her. (laughs) (laughs) Can't speak it better than that. Jenna Marbles taught me that one, I think. Mm -hmm. I believe so. I think that sounds sounds Mm good. Sorry, time for another talkie. Time for a snake. I ate one talkie and now I'm I'm just like hammering them. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else for world building? Uh, 
No, I like the look um, that we got from the ground of a small attraction suit mm. from the people that picked up uh, our main character and the Hester. And Hester. I pronounce her name differently. Nat and Hester. I think his name is Tom. Uh, Nathaniel. I think his name is Tom. Oh, Nat's worthy. <laughs> Nat's worthy. Oh, you're right. I'm pulling it back from Nathaniel. Yeah. Is. <laughs> I like how you're like, Nat, his name is Tom. Nathaniel. <laughs> I think his name is Tom. <laughs> Pretty sure his name's Tom Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that you just didn't shit. even question it at all. You were just like Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitch. All right. Tom and Hester. <laughs> um, but they were picked up on the ground by that. Like, I pictured, like, a caterpillar-looking thing with, like, legs moving on top of one another. Ooh. But I think it just had, like, tracks, like a um, army tank kind of track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought I like that look from below, and now we're up in the sky. And it just, it's a, it's a good... Um, it's a good view to really get you into the atmosphere within the first 10 chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're really seeing a ton of the world and like from where people are coming from or from Tom's perspective, you know, whether he's like laying in the ground or going somewhere cool. I really like the description of the hunting ground from above where he was Mm -hmm. describing that these tracks are just like spider webbing across the earth and they're filled with water because they're so deep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think that's all I have for writing stuff. Okay. Plot development? Um, oh, I was going to switch to character development. Ooh, character mm-hmm. development. Yes. We've mentioned a few characters at this point. I would like to start with <laughs> trying to pronounce people's names because I have a feeling that we have very different pronunciations in our head and this is going to be gold. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think the, he's trying to be um, intuitive and create new names from old names, I believe. Like it's oh. as if names have adapted over time mm-hmm. which is what i'm kind of taking from okay this, but it just makes it very hard to pronounce them <laughs> yes <laughs> So what I thought we would do is go back and forth, but now I'm realizing it would be funnier if we get both of our pronunciations. So you say it first, and then I'll say it second. Not to okay. not to imply that mine is right, but just because no. yours are going to be funnier. We might as well both. Yeah, we have to say them both. Um, all right, I'll go ahead and start. First on your list mm-hmm. is Magnus Chrome. Magnus Chrome. Oh, very good. Okay, <laughs> next. Uh, I have a feeling is going to be a pretty major character in the book. Uh, his name is Spade. Thaddeus Valentine. <laughs> so I've actually heard this name before. It's Thaddeus. I think I was going to say Thaddeus after I said it out loud. And then I was like, no, Thaddeus. No, is that? Thaddeus Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Does sound correct. Uh, this is like that uh, bionic thing mm-hmm. that they're describing from the 60 Minute War. It is called a Shrike. I think that's his name. Oh, is it a person? Yeah, he's called a stalker. Oh. But his personal name is Shrike. Shrike. Mm-hmm. Shrike. Very good. Um, it's a, that's a hard I, and I got it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was pronouncing the next one as Cora, like C O R A. Me too. Cora. Oh, good. We're doing so well. Yay. Niles. Lindstrom. I just went with Nils. Oh. Nils Lindstrom. I guess Niles would probably have an E N I L E S, where Nils would just have like who knows. Um. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six left. <laughs> Anna Fang. Fang. Whoa. Ooh. So Anna Fang definitely. Mm-hmm. And then I in my head said Fang Hua. Oh, you said the ah at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, I, I feel like yours is probably more correct. I don't know. I'll have to ask Fang one of the foreign Hua. students tomorrow. <laughs> Like, yo, what's this name? <laughs> report back. <laughs> I'll report back. I, I was just 
thing, Chudley Pomroy. Pomroy. Chudley Pomroy. <laughs> Sorry. This is such a hard one, though. This is the one I was not even pronouncing out loud in my head. <laughs> um, I actually, like, pretty much had it the same. To me, his name was Chudley, and then I think I just pronounced the E a little bit more, so to me, it was Pomeroy. Pomeroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Pomeroy. But, so, well, and that's Tiffy's middle name, L-E-I-G-H, right? And she pronounces it Lee. Yeah. I do know some people that pronounce it Lay. Oh, shoot. But I think it's Chudley. Chudley sounds right. Yeah. Whereas Chudley just sounds fucking Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Next. <laughs> Doctor Arkengard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, I, I don't think this one's too bad. Yeah. I would also say Arkengard. 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 Nah, it's, I think it's that's fine. pretty straightforward. It just looks funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Quirk. Me too. Quirk. Okay. Good. Uh, he's the um, original attractionist for London, oh, right? Oh, yes. That's, I knew that he was like a hero of the story, like a long forgotten hero, because I guess they like sainted him. Mm-hmm. But I oh, couldn't remember. Yeah, him? he's Jesus like Christ. a god, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah, get their religion he yet. He's the person who put London on wheels. Okay, that sounds right. <sighs> Needed a little sip sip. A little sippy sip. Melephant. Yeah, also Melephant. Okay, good. Which is... I was, I was kind of going off of Maleficent. Oh, I went off of Elephant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's right, though. Which has to be, Melephant. like, the ugliest name I've ever heard. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. His yeah, parents I hate him. Really. <laughs> they may they might that be alive, totally. but they hate him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Sip that tea. Uh, Clyte Potts, the first initial um, cute girl that we meet. Clyte? Yeah. I, Three Clyte. I would just, like, smush it together faster, like Clyde. Clyde. Just roll the T-I-E mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What, what, where did that come from? What I don't know. That? Maybe it's an actual name. To me, it feels a little Irish or Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it's a real name. 50-50 shot. C-L-I-T-I-E. It's in Greek mythology. Uh-huh. Oh, Clyde or Clyde. Clyde mm. was a wire daughter of Oceanus and Titus. Oh, here we go with pronunciation. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stop on the head. And let's <laughs> cut that like off. I did. So it's a real name. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very real name. And you did very well. Success. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> Pause for their talkies. Okay, so character development. Um, how do you feel about Hester? I think she's a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. I think I'm confused by her, mm. but I think that their characters are also very young. Yeah. So her revenge is very deep seated, and we're we know that uh, Valentine is going to be like our evil villain in this case. Mm-hmm. She killed her parents mm-hmm. because she has told Tom. Yes. And that's like the whole premise for her character. Right. Is that she's just like bent on revenge? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of I don't know. A little one-sided, I suppose, but mm-hmm. I think it will develop into a better, um, a better, more uh, well-rounded character once yeah. she starts opening up with like the the crew. Yeah, I agree. I think as she becomes closer friends with Tom, um, and possibly as she moves on from revenge, that her character will open up and develop more. Yeah. Right now, she's just like very dark and ruthless. Yeah, and Tom is like the absolute opposite in that he's like pretty childish and very. Oh, Oh, yeah. I've only lived in London, and London is the only thing for me, and you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Naive. Yeah, he's exceptionally naive, and I, he's just like, it's so interesting that he's mostly the main character so far, because he's kind of a wuss. I mean, to be fair, he's reacting as a normal person would if they were, like, suddenly pushed off of the only home they've ever known. They've never done anything like combat, and he, like, suddenly has to deal with these situations. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you would be pissed your pants terrified. (laughs) 
Yeah, I feel like that it's written very well. And that Hester's like, Jesus Christ, let's fucking go. Yeah. And Tom's like, are you fucking? And he's like, I <laughs> just saw a demon that I wasn't sure existed. Yeah. And he shit himself. Well, he pissed himself. <laughs> pissed himself. Pissed himself. But who knows? He could have shit himself too. <laughs> he, he, we just didn't go into talk. Yeah, we didn't need to know. Um, Yeah, I love his... So I switch between being uh not charmed. Charmed isn't the... Amused by his... Mm-hmm. uh, I, it's, Quirkiness? It's not naiveness. It has a different... It's a really weird word that I can't think of. And then... uh, So being amused or being annoyed, it's... Uh, I just literally don't know how to pronounce it. This is the state of being naive. It's N-A-I-V-E-T-Y. Naivete. Well, I'm going to have my computer say it. Hang on. Oh my God, that's what she fucking said. Oh my God, the pronunciation said naivete. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's like the the or the concept of being naive. Uh, where it's it, naive is the adjective describing something. Mm-hmm. Naivete is like the aura of being naive. I just can't get, I just can't move on from the fact that it's pronounced naivete. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not moving through that at all. It's not even how it. Naive. I hate that how naive looks. I hate the double I, uh, or not the double I, double dot of the I. Yeah, we have to move on. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's amusing and then other times I'm like, oh my God, stop. Uh, one of those situations is how quickly he becomes infatuated with these females. <laughs> oh, oh my god. He moves on oh so god, quickly. It was so funny. But I, I, how funny is that though? Like how accurate and how funny is that for so a accurate. little teenage boy just seeing all these sexy women for the first time. Right. Strong, independent women. <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do about it. I love that. So he meets Catherine who's mm-hmm. sweet and pretty and he's like, oh my god, she Dumb. is the new damsel in distress in all of my daydreams <laughs> totally makes sense oh the daydreams fucking yes <laughs> oh my god and then he meets hester who is also a girl but she does not meet his expectations of what a girl should be particularly because when she is vulnerable or seems nice you know like traits that he is associated with girls he expects mm-hmm. her to suddenly look pretty but mm-hmm. she looks like herself you know like she She's still disfigured. Um, So I guess at this point, I'm more amused because it's not written in a way that that's supposed to be the right interpretation. It's written in the way that that is a young boy's interpretation at this time in the book. Yeah. And it's very accurate where it's like (laughs) very fleeting preteen to teenage romance where you just like idealize them in your head and they're perfect and you know nothing about them. Yeah, I love it. It's good. I think think it's so good. It's really good. Well, <laughs> um, there is, I just saw one of my notes, a moment about Hester's description. Also, I can't mm-hmm. imagine how bad her face looks because the description was horrific. So I'm interested to see what she'll look like in the movie if she takes her bandana off, which she should because she loses it. But um, she's described as having coppery hair. And I wrote that down and then put dot, 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 is Hester a ginger? <laughs> I figured you were going to ask, but I think I was telling you this last week and I was like, I was really surprised by how like ugly Hester is described mm-hmm. and she is obviously like Hollywood. She's definitely a lot prettier. Well, yeah. She's not very disfigured. It's just like a big, giant, angry scar. Oh. Um, it, but like nothing's like she still has both eyes. Oh, okay. You know, I think she's described as not having an eye. Yeah, she's missing an eye or it's at least um, closed but, by her scar. Yeah. No, everything is relatively normal. It's just a big, angry 
red line. Like Tyrion in Game of Thrones when he first when he first gets it. Yeah, and he's supposed to be missing half of his face. Yeah. I'm looking so. at the description of her. Oh, yeah, they didn't Hollywood it up. Got it. Bit. She was no older than Tom, and she was hideous. A terrible scar ran down her face from forehead to jaw, making it look like a portrait that had been furiously crossed out. Her mouth was wrenched sideways in a permanent sneer. Her nose was a smashed stump, and her single eye stared at him out of the wreckage as gray and chill as a winter sea. Yeah, man. She just got so... Oh, man. Like, her nose is messed up. I feel like most of her nose was probably cut off, and so she has, like, the bridge of her nose and is able to breathe. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) it closed... It ran across her eyes, so, like, that in general makes me feel like it's possible that her eye was also cut and she just, like, eventually lost it. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Yikesies. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I knew that she was gonna be prettier in the movie because Hollywood oh, yeah. could never She's do that. Very pretty. Um, and I'm pretty sure she has auburn brown hair. Bullshit. I mean, yeah, that I could know, also be coppery, but it's fine. It's fine. Do you want to talk about Catherine? Because I think next we're just gonna talk about Valentine. So do you have any other points about Catherine? <laughs> we kind of talked about uh, her a little bit already. No, Catherine's just very duncey. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, like, I'm not really sure what her role in this book is going to be. I I was really confused by her role in the movie, Hmm. so... I'm, I'm curious that like why we keep coming back to her in mm-hmm. the book and like what significance she's going to have yeah other than the revelation um I can't even say that because that was the plot prediction that I saw oh okay okay <laughs> or that was the spoiler that I saw um I think she'll be important in helping with this like investigation or whatever Tom is gonna end up doing to Valentine um I think Catherine will probably end up helping oh yeah she's probably gonna do like reconnaissance on London somehow yeah um, I think she so will far, get uh, some information. Yeah, she hasn't really explored the lower tiers because of her status her level. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, her status in London. So I wonder if we're going to see either more tiers and really kind of mm-hmm. figure out what the goings on is London, or the uh, there's a couple different buildings and a couple different things that are highly described on London. I wonder if they're going to play a role where Catherine's like uh, investigation, like coming up and stuff like that. Yeah, I think. She's definitely gonna have a rude awakening, and I think probably getting this information and dealing with this like little journey of hers will wisen her up real quick. Yeah, yeah, I I can agree with that. She'll probably be a better character later. Hopefully. One can only help. So between the two of them, who do you think? Hester and Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is a better uh, love interest for Tom? I, I'm i just going to be very, very surprised if they turn this and spin this somehow mm-hmm. that Tom and Hester will fall for each other because of how hideous they're described and how much Tom's aversion to her is. Because that is so abnormal for a book like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's... That that would throw me through a loop if he went for the damaged, quote unquote. Oh, see, I feel like they will probably. You think? Yeah. Because they're setting it up to be that. Right. Well, so yeah, it is set up. Um, I think probably Catherine is like his ideal, you know, at this point in his life. This is what he's imagined that girls should be. And yeah. that's Catherine. But I think he will come to respect Hester in such a way that he will get over her appearance and he will probably like come up to her level because at this point she's above him she's cooler than him she's stronger than Mm -hmm. him she's braver than him 
I think yeah. being around her will raise him up to a different level and he will probably end up being very useful for her or he will like save her life somehow because I mean she can't be amazing all the time so she might make a mistake or you know like she's still also young she could be overpowered or something um and I think him stepping in and giving her the help that she needs at that time will make her kind of respect him a little bit more and they're on this life-threatening dangerous journey together and nothing brings you together like adversity oh right yeah I I can definitely see both aspects it's just it's just gonna be really kind of surprising yeah um I also anticipate her not feeling as strongly about Tom as he does about her by the end 100% and then her either like still going after the revenge or mm-hmm. like self-sacrificing in the sense that she knows how deformed she is and she feels like Tom's never going to love her. Sure. Or maybe she's just not even interested in that. Maybe yeah. she's like, yeah, of course you love me. I'm amazing. But like, I'm not interested <laughs> in settling down and I have other work to do. I can see yeah. either one. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so shall we move to Thaddeus Valentine? Yeah. So on page 17, just because of how they described him and how he interacted with Tom, I wrote, is Valentine going to be a secret villain (laughs) (laughs) what a good prediction so far Uh, and then on page 28 he pushed tom out of the ship (laughs) or he pushed him out of london yeah and i was like lol yep damn right he was way too nice so nice aristocrat character yeah so so nice um i and I remember the movie, but I'm still really confused at like why he did what he did to Hester and her family. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, I know why he pushed Tom out of the ship. Yeah. I'm sorry, out of the city. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't understand his motives. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I think in some way his arm is being twisted a little bit by Magnus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think That's that it... Yeah, I don't think that excuses his actions at all, but I feel like perhaps his own motives weren't initially bad, but something pushes him that way, whether it's greed or force or whatever it's going to be, because um, Catherine makes a note that he has a picture with a female aviator Mm -hmm. and 100% it's Hester's mom. I just know it's Hester's mom. So (laughs) they were friends or scavenging buddies together or something, and... And I mean, I have notes about this too, but whatever Medusa is, she found it. And I think either because of his position or whatever reason, she chose not to share it with him. And it was a mistake because he ends up killing her and her family for it. For it, yeah. Or yeah, to a piece to finish it or something. Right. Um, I like like the CD and or the CD. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what M-E-D-U-S-A would stand for. Med USA. And I could not figure out anything. Oh, so if anything, it's probably an acronym so like um something something department mm-hmm. or device USA. or device explosion device Ooh, mechanical explosion device mm, if it was med maybe but it's so long a could be yeah. apparatus mm, yeah that's something to think about because yeah they put a lot of emphasis on that and especially capitalizing it well i think the fact that it's capitalized means it's definitely an acronym yeah that it stands so, for yeah, something I, else I spent, a, I, I spent a good while trying to figure trying out to think about it be. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of what its purpose is. So, like, to me, I was really tri- tripped up by the fact that it's called Medusa. Mm-hmm. So I was like, does it turn things to stone? Does it, like, solidify cities? Hmm. Because I'm thinking of, like, like, the Greek story of Medusa. Right, yeah. And the fact that she stops people in their tracks. Right. Right? Like, she turns them to stone. So I wonder if it's something to turn all other traction cities off. Mm-hmm. And 
and allow London to overcome the other tractors. Right. Because of that. Right. So like that's the, that's the issue right now. We have a humanitarian issue that we are running out of supplies. Yeah. I think it yeah. also just might be a really destructive like laser gun. <laughs> a laser gun. Yeah. But it's like large enough to be equipped onto a city and to like re-weaponize them. So kind of like the Death what Star. What do you want to do? Blow up the other city? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it just extinguishes like biological, maybe it's biological warfare. So it would only ruin the inhabitants of the other city. Ooh, that's dark. I mean, yeah, that's kind of my MO. <laughs> I mean that's kind of me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they wanna. I wonder if they want another war and try to get rid of more people in other cities. Yeah, so they can have them. Yeah, I mean if you could just blast this thing in the direction of a city, and it would, we'll say like liquefy all the people, or like yeah, 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 yeah. cook them real quick. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> cook them. <laughs> then no one would run the ship, and you would just like you know walk up to it and take it. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have to worry about the extra people on it. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Interesting theories. Maybe it turns them to ash or chalk like uh that's that's got to be in a marvel movie somewhere which one was that Ugh, i don't know i'm too tired um <laughs> yeah uh, I think the only thing that I have left is to talk about the stalkers and how fucking scary they are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have that strike. Yes. He's yes. terrifying. Also, his character is so intriguing to me right now because he was kind to Hester mm-hmm. and now he's trying to kill her. <laughs> so I'm really uh, interested as to what's what the hell is going on there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, know some things that you don't so i'm just gonna go ahead and keep my mouth shut damn it i sorry also like his description was so creepy and like his voice being like a human voice powered by mechanics is just the creepiest thing i can think of i loved the image of when he sees hester at air haven and she basically says like it's okay everyone i know him and she walks up to him and she's kind of nervous and she's like hey man what's up and so yeah. he, like, sees her, recognizes her, and he, like, reaches out and touches her face. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a cool and creepy and just, like, really powerful imagery that as he, yeah. like, strokes the side of her face, it leaves oil. So I just imagined that, like, as he touched her face, it put, like, two black lines down her cheek. Yeah. So cool. Where do you think they're going? What do you think that is going to amount to? I don't know. I'm confused that he doesn't have emotions. Like what Hester described is that he doesn't feel, but I feel like he definitely does because there's no reason his programming would like have him rescue her or, you know, gingerly touch her face. So I don't know if he'll actually kill her. Maybe he'll get really close and then he'll choose not to and that will like destroy him somehow because he's not going through with his programming or he's like obeying a disobeying a direct order i think you're really going to like his character development. oh good because he's really creepy and i love him <laughs> he's very creepy more than you even know oh no <laughs> oh my god is he just a villain did he just like pick her up as a kid because he's like creepy I don't think i wouldn't categorize it like that, okay no. okay but he's gonna have a good backstory oh good yeah. I hope it's in this book. What if it's not in this book? Oh, I hope Does so. the movie only cover this book? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I hope that that's a good side. It's a really good side plot. I cannot wait. I want to go read now, but I also want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty fucking tired and I gotta be up early tomorrow. Same. Oh, hit the microphone again. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's a wine kind of thing. 
it is. My wine is gone. So this is the, I just finished the last, last swig. So this is perfect timing. Same. Just finished the rest of my beer. It was a pretty big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to sleep no, well. Yeah. No, it was good. Good. Very happy. I'm also happy with my riscato. And I'm excited to read the rest of the book. Me too. Honestly, I'm probably going to crush this in the next couple days. Oh, good. Then maybe we'll send a little earlier because next week I'm working the Special Olympics. Thursday, Yay! Saturday again, okay. So Noted. Hot a little early again. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many things in summertime. Yay. I don't know why we thought that we could keep the same day. Day every week. I don't know. Are it we insane? Wishful thinking. Neither of us have a career that supports that. No, I know. <laughs> we fucking tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried for a really short time and we failed really hard. I, I think we got two episodes on the correct day at the correct time. Yeah. The correct time frame. Yeah. Maybe if we aimed for more of like a frequency and less of like a particular day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We should have some more uh coffee Ooh, coffee book coffee dates. Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are really nice. I like those two. Mm-hmm. Just beverage in a book. It doesn't have to be beer in a book. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. We're adults. Yeah. We can pick and choose whatever beverages we feel like drink that yeah. at that time. And if you want to slip a little Bailey's into your coffee, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> 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 Good stuff. Tell them where to find us, Shay. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is epiloggerspod. Don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Twitter is. They're both the same. No At epiloggerspod. <laughs> okay, white bitch. <laughs> um, please join in the discussion and let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. If you're reading along, what your predictions are, please don't spoil it for us, even though we're blatantly spoiling it for anyone who reads, who listens to these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it for us, but we're going to spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So we entirely designed this podcast to be a spoiler heavy episode. So right. I feel and like we're, we're free of blame. To read with us. Yeah. Read along. Give us your predictions and maybe you'll have have a satisfying ending and hopefully some of our predictions will be right too yeah i concur hell yeah <laughs> but now i can't remember yeah now story. you have to outro so have fun i know i'm trying to think it's uh and remember the best way to serve to oh mm. oh you got it and remember the best way to survive adulthood is with a book in one hand and with an alcoholic drink in the other or water <laughs> or water or coffee or you know just liquid just drink stay hydrated or dehydrated i don't know great outro see you later you guys <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs>